only we can make it longer and like fade out. Whatever. That's what the other fucking song is for. I know, but I can't get it on out. here. It's all right. We're going to do it. I'll, we'll figure it out. Right. Anyway, welcome. Episode. Welcome what? back, everyone. 15? 15? God, can you believe it? Queer Vice Podcast. Thanks for joining us again, everyone. Yep. Thanks for joining us. And uh, here we are, episode 15, and Rosie O'Donnell has copied our idea. Yeah, for real. I mean, no one else has a podcast out there. Apparently, now that we have one, everybody's got, Rosie's got to have one. Everybody's got to do it. Hey, I guess that means she's one of our listeners. Maybe she (laughs) can have us on the show. Early on this trend. Maybe. Uh, maybe, uh, Yeah. Maybe she could. (gasps) Maybe she can interview us. Maybe she'll see some of our content and be interested and want to have us on as guests. (laughs) Speaking of guests, oh my God, you guys. We have some super exciting guests lined up. Yeah, we do, um, actually. Just a matter, yeah, just a matter of scheduling. But I think um, I think everybody's going to be really into some of the folks that we're going to be able to talk to. So that's exciting. Don't tell them. It's I'll keep cool. it a secret. Yeah, the, it's super cool things, but I don't want to. I don't want to say anything now before you know before we actually have um, interviews on the schedule. But. Right. Maybe Rosie. No, probably not. <laughs> Drew Barrymore would be great. I mean, actually. maybe J Lo. No, you don't no. Know. I'm talking. I think you don't know who we got. I truly think that Drew Barrymore would be amazing. To, to she talk would be to. fucking awesome. I think we talked a little bit about Drew, and I think she's maybe I it think was she's last queer, episode, but she is so awesome. I do think she she rides the line of bisexual Dude, or I non. Could see it. I don't know if she. I don't know if she identifies I anyway. Right? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I I mean I could that would definitely track. That would make sense for sure. Yep. Well maybe yep. you'll be uh hearing our announcement that we're gonna be on the Rosie O'Donnell Pad podcast dropping uh March twenty first. <laughs> There's your free advertising. Rosie, so just you know. Help us out. Yeah, for real. Throw us a bone if we're over here plugging you. Come on. All right. So, um, so you you wanted to talk about you wanted to give an update of what's going on in your life. And yours. Let's hear what's going on in your life first. Mine? Yes, I know mine too, but well, uh, mine's fairly uneventful. I, uneventful. I travel for work. I have a lot of fun by myself because apparently, even if I travel with a coworker who goes to bed early, I end up doing everything by myself at night. So I always end up, you know, meeting people because I'm a people person. That's what happens. Yeah. And I always end up with fun stories from that. But it's it's nothing crazy. Nothing that I'm, you know, nothing crazy that I think would be super entertaining for you guys unless you really knew me well. But no, and a lot of your stuff time. is kind of boring. Not like on the queer oh, level. I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, and not on okay. the queer level. Is that so, Jen? Did I even tell you about my uh, my I'm experience just I'm just visiting our office in Long Island? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you did not. But did you get to meet up with your it was uh, funny. your mother-in-law again? I did. Yeah, yeah. What's nice is when I go to our Long Island office, I get to um, spend some time with my in-laws. So that was cool. Yeah, she's such my mother-in-law. a funny woman. Drove out east on the island to see my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. It was his birthday. My niece, nephew, my soon-to-be nephew-in-law. Um, I just 
all kinds of, you know, fun stuff we got to do. My my nephew's girlfriend. It's just super fun. That's fun. So at least so I was that, able to spend some time with so them. That's and have not dinner. boring. That was good. That was uh, see, you should take me next time. I wanna I wanna hang yeah. out with that family. Could you I imagine? Know, you would find it amusing. Yeah. My, the Do you speak Italian, Jen? Do you, you understand Italian, Jen? I know a couple of words. <laughs> I think I know a couple of words. <laughs> Mostly swear you're words. You're good. My grandfather was is Sicilian, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We all grew up with the swear words and the very, uh, very basic Americanized Sicilian. Right. My grandfather mm-hmm. knew your grandmother growing up. I'm sure he did. Everybody knew my grandmother growing up. Yeah. So she was a party animal. Yeah. They, but they spoke both spoke <laughs> the same like dialect. Dialect. Of, yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. Where's your Where's your grandfather from again? Or your he's grandfather's family? Sicily. Because he's first generation, right? What part of Sicily? Yes. I, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I'll have to figure. You gotta ask I'll him. Figure that out. Yeah, he talks to me Ask on the phone. You know, he when he talks on the phone. My family's from for, Southern. I have no idea. I I can look at my uh, life. What is that? An and ancestry, whatever that's called. Oh, ancestry. Yeah. <laughs> the thirty oh, percent. Yeah, if... The thirty percent of uh, Italian. If or it's legit, I am, yeah. Is Sicilian. You could look at that and find out. I can look at it. I just can't do it right now. I don't know my password. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything in my life right now. No, it's okay. Actually, we'll figure it out another time. We are embarking upon <laughs> a, the busiest season of my life. So, from Ooh, now, baseball yeah, season. Got, yeah, we got two weeks before he goes. Like he starts outside or whatever, even if it's like six feet of snow. I don't know how they play baseball, but mm-hmm. whatever. It's the busy season, so. Actually, I will be um, on Long Island a couple times this summer for tournaments. Oh, for tournaments? Yeah, yeah, that's a frequent one for you guys, isn't it, for tournaments? It's really, really expensive. So. No shit. Awful. It's ridiculous. $45,000 a year in baseball bullshit. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I really don't have much to update except for um, hopefully some... Listeners of ours who have children can, mm-hmm. you know, kind of sympathize with me with this uh, mm-hmm. craze over Travel the prime, sports. the prime energy, no, sorry, the prime hydration drink, the um, excessive mm-hmm. sports and the travel sports and the competitiveness between, you know, your kids at school events and it's just we're entering like a phase of our life where it's going to be nonstop. And Jeez. it's like, it's like, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. I want blah, 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 blah. I need, and then this obsession with this prime drink. Have you heard about the prime drink? No. I, I hate to plug it on our podcast because I really, I actually would love to know what these YouTubers did to market this drink. So that was every it created child, by YouTubers or what? Yes, it was created by YouTubers. Oh, and Jesus. it's a hydration Because nothing else like Gatorade or Powerade existed. Right. And <clears throat> this is actually one of the most unhealthy drinks, I think, 
for a kid. So why are you but, buying it for him? Well, because it's not necessarily un- completely unhealthy. Like, I don't know what's what's worth. What's like, what's worth? Ugh, I can't speak. What's worth? Just get him smart water, dude. Just get him no, water with additional you deal with, so uh, you, electrolytes. You have no idea. He asked me 75,000 times a day. Mom, did you check GNC? Did you check G- D- I can't speak right now. GNC. Um, I need to get the bomb pop flavor. Like legit, the obsession is Ugh. so real that these kids are drinking the drink and saving the bottle. We threw away what? his bottle of one of the drinks that he finished of this prime. What is he, he doing with the, the bottles? I don't no. know. They're on his dresser. Where is he putting them? He's no, got them lined up. You don't up get to store empties on your dresser. They're not <laughs> fucking twin label Molson Canadian fucking <laughs> bottles. Remember those? Oh my god, I know. For those of you who I don't do. live in Canada or near Canada and don't know what Molson is, it's a type of beer. And for the longest time in the early two thousands, they had what was called what were called twin labels. So the the Molson label on the front of the bottle, and then on the back, it was something clever, a yeah. clever little phrase or something that was funny with a little image that kind of matched the <laughs> phrase or didn't match the <laughs> phrase but matched what they really meant. You know what I mean? It was super funny. So you would order Molson or Molson Light at a bar just because of the twin label. And then they did away with Mm -hmm. the twin label, which was so stupid. So anyway, he's saving these prime bottles like they're twin labels. Right. And come to find out. No, the answers throw them out. Recycle that shit. Like, come to find out. Like, I'm asking the other moms tonight. We were at a a school event, a dodgeball tournament, and, you know, we're, you know, kind of clustered together because all of our kids are on the same team and they and the you know, whole it's, it's, gym is loaded with these fucking empty bottles of this expensive drink <laughs> filled with sucralose no. i mean and people think so here's the thing people think it's a great healthy drink because it's low calories it's made with no. coconut water but it's filled with sucralose so what's good you know what I mean? Like, is that good or is that bad? But I'm spending $2 a pop plus sometimes. In some no. situations, 2 to $3 a bottle. And this no, kid the is, answer like is obsessed. It, the answer is you get to do one, Ryan. You get to okay. do travel baseball right. or drink prime. I, I'm going to tell you something. When you get to, to be in my shoes, you come back wait, and remember you what just you wait. said. I, I will, can't wait. Because I have three children. Well, it, so the yeah, answer is different. fuck No. <laughs> yeah but you also have three children that you created and i feel like he's a gift because he's adopted all children are a gift happy. no i know it's different i feel like i feel like i'm a little bit more i think i'm actually really hard on him at sometimes because mm-hmm. of his history and you know biology i don't know Mm -hmm. if he's so i'm a little bit harder when it comes to some things but then sometimes i'm like really like soft like Mm. whatever's gonna make you happy yeah you're a pushover but i don't know why and i don't think that's helping necessarily but then i'm not a pushover like he does something wrong and you hold him accountable for sure yeah absolutely but do you give in? So we talked about love languages last episode and your love, your, your way of showing love. So your la- love language to others, right? Because you said, yeah. you know, after our, after our podcast, you and I were talking and you said, I actually like 
to get acts of service because, you know, things that make my life easier make me feel loved. However, you're, you're giving gifts and we did cover on the, on the podcast, but you're giving gifts as your way of showing love. So do you think that that's what you're doing with Ryan? So you hold him accountable when he does something wrong. However, when he asks for something or wants something, you're not a yes man, like give him give him absolutely everything he wants but you do so like i do i do and i want Mm. him to fit in and i want him to have what he right he wants um like this prime stuff so you know me but but then i i like talk to the other moms and they're doing it too so i'm like okay well i guess i'm not like that or you don't want to be the asshole mom who's not giving him the prime who's sending sending him with the electrolyte water or the coconut water um, which, by the way, I think I is the healthy alternative in general to all of that. Um, and, right, but you don't want to be that it's, mom. It's, no, I don't want to be that mom, but I also don't want to, like, in the moms and I talked tonight, and they all know, like, I've made it very clear, like, I'm, I don't deal with the behaviors. So if my child is an asshole, like, you better call me and tell me, like, don't. Let it play out. Like, I want to know. For real. And Mm -hmm. I am very accountable. I am very, very hard on him for his actions. Um, You know, and it's funny, though, because when he does, he doesn't really ask for things. So I think because when he actually wants or, you know, becomes obsessed with things because that's how he is, um. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't normally do that. He's not like a kid that goes to the store and asks for anything. He's like, come on, let's go. Like, I don't need anything. I don't need another shirt. I don't want anything. Let's just go. Um, so when he does want something, I'm like super hyper aware of it. And like, and I feel so bad. And more like, earlier to say today, yes. like, yeah. And like today he, I feel bad because he actually had a gift card and he wanted something on Xbox and the gift card didn't cover it. And he's like, Ma, I just need two more dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't pick up his socks. He didn't pick up his sweatshirt from like two days ago. I told him multiple, multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it. And I'm like, he's like, come on, come on. I'll give you, I have the money. I'll give it to you. Can you just pay for it on your card? And, and I'll give it, I'll give you the money. And he literally brings me the money. He's like, here, I'll give you $5 and you're making a profit. I'm like, oh my God. No, Sounds no. like your brother. Dude, I'm not making a profit. <laughs> very much so he is so much like my brother you have no idea god god blessed me with my brother and he blessed my brother with (laughs) with me so that's a joke and it's very very if you knew my niece she would the the things that she's giving my brother to deal with are very similar to me and the things that ryan gives me (laughs) for problems are very similar similar to joey um, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I was like, I felt guilty and I was like, no, you, for the last two days, I've asked you to do simple things. And mm-hmm. just because you want, now you want something immediately and you want me to give it to you. No. Well, you're making a profit. I don't care if I'm making a profit, dude. Yeah, no. It's not about that. It, I no. also spent $175 on prime this past month. For do real? you, am I Where's making a profit? profit? I'm not making a Where profit. Where's my profit? I'm not there? making any profit. <laughs> So anyways, that's my dilemma in my life. That's you know what my profit is? Nutshell. You picking up your shit when I ask you to. How about that? 
You know, and every day, like, the dishwasher lights on. Empty it. Like, I tell him this. I'm like, just do it. What are you doing? Like. I know. And then he'll turn around and immediately, and then he will harp on me for, like, mm-hmm. if he wants something. And I, like I said, I feel bad when he does ask for something, and I say no because he doesn't really ask. Mm-hmm. And then when he does ask for something, and I jump on the board for it because it makes him happy, like the prime. Mm-hmm. Like, the kid never shows emotion for anything like excitement when he gets stuff and when i bought him the prime he was like beside himself so it's like it's hard i get it it's it's hard you you want to be doing the right thing you know but as parents this is this is the kind of thing that we struggle with all the time you know all the time and it's easy too because if you see the way if you see the way other people parent sometimes, you're just like, oh, my God, that's definitely wrong. Like that, I know, is right. definitely wrong. And then when you see other, you know, um, things that, that other parents do where you're like, I fucking love that. I think that's awesome. And I love that. Yeah. But it's it's hard to know when you're in a situation sometimes. Sometimes it's very easy to know what the right thing to do as a parent and the wrong thing to do is. But I think right. so, there are times where you know, you're faced with, okay, what is going to be the long-term consequence of how I handle this particular situation? And I think that's how you and, feel, especially with Ryan. Um, right. Like your kids are, you know, being adopted. Well, and, and your kids are younger right now. Sure. So what yeah. I've learned, what I've learned now um, leading up to Ryan will be 12 in a couple weeks. And what I've learned from the time that he was six until now Mm-hmm. Um, is basically wait how do I want to phrase this the older they get the more aware they are of your um, strengths and weaknesses and they communicate more and or they, are they more aware no, they are um, because they're realizing I only ask. they have, go ahead. Well, they're realizing and they're, they're realizing how their feelings make them feel. They're realizing how certain things make, you know, me feel, uh, or you feel, you know, so as they get older and then they communicate more, they also have friends and they watch their friends communicate with their parents and they pick up on little types of, uh, they pick up on different types of styles. They try things out. It's a little bit, it gets a little bit harder to really digest, you know, what they're asking for Mm -hmm. sometimes because you're like, and then, and then, you know, luckily for, for me, I have become very close. Well, not, I wouldn't say close, but I feel um, close enough to reach out to almost all of his friends, parents, at any mm-hmm. given point and just be yeah. like, whoa, like what did your child do to my kid or what did my kid do to yours or what the hell are they up to? What are they doing? You know, it, it's very, it's an open book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've really made that very clear with almost every single um, child my son is close to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding that, you know, a lot of the, the kids that um, he does butt heads with here and there, it's very subtle. Um, it's like things that we pick up on that maybe other people don't pick up on. 
um, other parents have some of the same issues with those kids. Mm. So um, sometimes, you know, when it's kind of collective, the kids kind of pick up on it. So you got to really, really dissect the issues. (laughs) So it's Mm -hmm. harder as they get older. I'm telling you, it's not like, you know, she threw a block at me and they No, I I get it, but I think... You know what I mean? No, and I... No, well, my kids, my kids are a little bit beyond throwing blocks and food at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's beyond, very, it's but much, a little bit. No, I know, but it's much more simple when they're younger and they're not intertwined with other. Um, oh, influences. absolutely. And um, I agree with all of that. However, I think the way you put it was different. Or it didn't convey all of that, of course. You know what I mean? It it didn't allude to those yeah, those nuances because the way you said it was, well, um, they don't realize as much or they don't notice as much about you or the way you act or whatever. And I'm going to tell you right now, my kids mirror everything <laughs> that we do, our sense of humor, um, our you know our language, our actions. The way we treat others, they mirror everything, you know, the way they look at the world. Right. And then, of course, things about us, you know, they're they're critical of um, when we act a certain way that we that we ask them not to act. <laughs> they're very, yeah, and, you know, they're, you know they're all very quick to point that out. And so they're hyper aware real- of things because think of it think of it this way you know children what's their main thing we talked about a little bit last time um or maybe it was a a time before the the episode before but um the brain needing to survive no it was last episode the brain will do whatever it needs to do to your body to help you survive right so everything that it's doing everything that it's regulating within your body including your thoughts is a survival mechanism it's the same with kids. From the moment they're born, what do they do, right? right? They crawl right to the mom's breast to try and drink. Survival. Right. Do you know what I mean? So the way that they're able to convey or the way that they're able to process um, and seek, you know, those survival um, skills as a child is to look to their parents and, you know, act the way they act. It's the same in, in the, the animal kingdom. You know what I mean? That's what that's what baby cubs do, right? Well, like, they follow their parents and do everything they what, do and try to mirror it. Yeah. No, but one of the things I think is that stands out, too, is that your kids um, have each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it works a little bit differently. And they're all very close in age for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, versus my son, he's an only child. So I'm actually looking at him differently than I think you look at your kids and how you see it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm paying attention to other people's kids that I have no idea what their household is like. You know, watching. Sure. Those are Ryan's. Those are Ryan's closest peers. Right. He doesn't have siblings to lean back on or place blame on or mimic. Yep. Um, yep. So it's a it's a very different perspective. It for sure, and is. I think that's why. It, and I think that's why 
when you point out the things you point out in the way I describe things is that's a major difference. Mm -hmm. He has absolutely no influences except for his peers who are not in our house. Like I don't know their. And it's important to mention too, that he didn't grow up with um, cousins or anyone that was near his age. Do you know what I mean? To have that influence either. Cause I think some people, some children have, have that, you know, that connection with another child because they grow up with a cousin or a close friend, you know, who I is... I mean, until he was... Yeah, I mean, until he was four, right. he did have Mia. Um, Mia's 14. That's my brother's daughter. Right. Um, they still are close. Like, they text here and there. But, you know, she's 14 now. He's going to be 12. It's... Yeah, it's a We're in two different, yep. you know, cities. It's not like we're... They're growing up, and plus they're at different stages in their lives. Oh my god! Um, and then Ryan does, Ryan does have a baby, well, sixteen-month-old um, cousin who, mm-hmm. you know, my sister's daughter Talia, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's a great big cousin, but it's not the same. No, it's not like it's yeah, it's not, and like it's not my, an all-day, everyday influence like your siblings are for sure. And he's but, yeah. kind of oh my the god, main Mia focus at between. Of, between Mia and him, that's that two year difference between a 14 year old female and an almost 11 year old, 12 year old boy um, is like basically 10 years. Let's be real. It's crazy. <laughs> that's a fucking it's 15 un- year difference. <laughs> and, and honestly, so that kind of brings me to like. They're on different planets the, right now. The, what we were talking about. <laughs> and that's kind of what I was thinking about when I was talking to you about what we should we should make a topic on our our podcast. Um, and you know, it's not really queer specific, but, um, what would you, what would you tell yourself? How did I put this? What would you tell yourself now knowing what you know before you had kids? So what advice would I give myself before I had children had, if I knew what I knew now? Yes, that's exactly it. Oh my god! What I, would you? I would have fucking. Is there traveled so more. I? No. I, okay, me, not what would you do? <laughs> what? Because that's what, what would I you done. tell yourself? And not well. I mean, you can say what you would have done, mm-hmm. but what would you tell yourself? I don't know. Give me an example. About, what do you? What would you tell yourself? So I have a couple. Okay. A couple things. Okay, good. Um, never burn bridges because. Okay. So I, I I really don't think I've ever really burned. I've burned a few bridges in my, in my life, maybe more um, in the like career path, uh, education type, you know, financial okay. areas of my life that I'm not great on. <laughs> um <laughs> But as far as relationships go, um, I can count on one hand how many relationships I have that I burned those bridges Mm. myself. Um, But I didn't realize how important it would be in raising a child Mm -hmm. um, to make that a main focus. Because, so I tell Ryan all the time, and I think I have before, but you know, you have teammates and you have friends that come into in and out of these kids' lives, and you may not see eye yeah. to eye, but um, 
had I, if I knew, had, if I had known what I know now going into parenting, I would have approached things a lot differently because right. my son now already has a pre, like he, he can't like, he already has an opinion of that person and maybe mm-hmm. I would have made it more vague um, throughout his, his interactions. What do you mean? Um, so like, Oh, so a person in your past, he has so, a, he has a preconceived. No, I'm saying in general, like, so this isn't anybody specific, right? but I'm just going to give you right. an example. So like he's been on a ton of sports mm-hmm. teams and actually I will give you a specific example, but I just want to say names. Okay. There is, um, one particular child who he played on a couple of sports teams with. Um, they didn't see eye to eye, right? He just, it wasn't like they vocalized anything or whatever, but it was very competitive between the two of mm-hmm. them. Um, and they're just not best friends, you know, as <laughs> no. And as Ryan's mother, you know, you see little things, little nudges, mm-hmm. little, and I'm sure the other child's mother saw the same thing on her. Right. End, and you're but, both like the other, you know, kid obviously is just, the mom. Yeah, not a good match. Yeah. Not a good match for a friend. <laughs> if I could go back and tell myself, before I got into a situation like mm-hmm. that, I would go back and tell myself to let it go. Do not formulate your opinion about that other child around your child. Okay. Or even anywhere near possibly. Because when you don't think kids are listening. Oh, they're listening. They're that's when they're listening. listening. Okay. So that's something we. But a lot of times. I, of. That's something we're very, we're hyper conscious yeah. of the way we talk about other children in front of our children. Mm hmm. Or other people in our lives. A lot of these situations. Right. Unfortunately for us, though, a lot of these situations were very um, open, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like in public, Mm -hmm. in in the heat of the moment. Right. Um, And I'm not saying it's bad. Like, it was nothing that was could be YouTubed. It was nothing crazy. Nobody's going to write home about this. But little tiny little things, you know. So um, I would just be more aware because that the chances of your child seeing that child again on another, like another sports team, if they're athletic Mm -hmm. or another, whatever, crossing paths in general um, are very high. You people, kids move to different cities. They join different schools. They come to different schools. Like they join different sports teams. The child is going to reappear in your (laughs) life. No matter whether you want them to or not. Which way you go. (laughs) However it happens, whether it's, you know, a year later, five years later, you know, what it's yeah. going to happen. Whether they're playing no, against right. each other, they're playing yep. with each other. Um, you're right. They're likely to I cross paths. Really t- and the city you live in is not a big city, especially. So uh-huh. it's not like um, it's not like you have that that comfort zone of, you know, oh, I only have to deal with this person on this one team, this one season. Hell no. You're not going to get that lucky. And like you, then you think, well, I moved to another city. Mm-hmm. All those that person doesn't can matter also move because it's still a small city. enough city where you know you're going to be playing against other kids. No, yeah. no. And we have seen, and I, I, I'm not kidding when I tell you we have seen the majority of twelve year olds, eleven, twelve year olds that live in this mm-hmm. area. <laughs> we have like, and I'm talking about the yeah, whole like you know. Sure. 
radius, a hundred mile radius around sure. us because Ryan's on all these sports teams, um, paths will cross of course. again. So no matter what you do. So don't talk about other people in a in a way in front of your children, right? Because it's not just kids, but other people in your life, other people you've come across. Don't speak of people, right. and don't in a way that your children would formulate also, a negative opinion that the, that sticks with them of that person, and not be able to um, to have to to figure out a way to get along with that person when they inevitably do cross paths again, because they're not as well equipped as an adult is to fake it. Right. Mm -hmm. If they have to. Right. And, and not, um, and to not really validate your child's feelings about said teammate. Just listen. Well, that is validation. Cause you know, part of validation is listening. Not necessarily. But I think, you can say, right, but not you can, like agree. With but you them. can validate their feeling and saying, maybe give them co- that's how you feel is how you feel. That's all validation means, right? right? How you feel is how you feel. I can't tell you you're feeling wrong, Jen. You know what I mean? I think that's actually gaslighting. If I'm if I'm right. using the uh, the 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 current right. you know buzzwords correctly, but I right. think. Um, it's okay to validate the way they feel about somebody or the way they're feeling as a, as a reaction to how someone has treated them. Right. That's okay. But then how do you teach them to cope with that? How do you teach them to look at it a different way? Right. And then when you have a really competitive spouse (laughs) who also is like very aware, um, who was a former, all American mm-hmm. athlete. They take things very seriously when it comes to youth sports. So um I think it would have put the kibosh on that a little right. bit. Um she's not really aware sometimes when um, she vocalizes how she feels about other children. Um mm-hmm. I mean and it's not bad. Like it's not like oh my god like, it's terrible. She's not she's no I say this in the nice and I mean this She's in the nicest way. She's just competitive. Um, she she's not a mean person at all. It's just right. She will pick up on little things that the kids are doing, um, and make mention of that in front of my son to kind of show him, you know, uh, kind of not to act that way. But then instead, like I wouldn't. I probably got you. Just yep. So this is some, I mean, that's something you learn as you're parenting. There's no way you would have known that ahead of time or, right, but um, that's, or even that's kind of what we're doing, right? Is saying, this is something you learn that you wish you knew from the start, but I mean, it's a, it's a good one. It just, it's tough. Like I remember when Sophia was tiny and she and I would go shopping somewhere and you'd see a kid throwing a tantrum or something like that. And who knows what their circumstances, but I would point it out as opposed to like not showing her at a, at a young age, like, Oh, look away. There's a kid throwing a tantrum. You know what I mean? It's like, look at that situation and let's try to figure out what's going on here. Right. Uh, is the child happy? No. Is the sibling happy? No. Is his mother happy? No. Right. Right. Do you think whatever that child wants 
the mother is going to give him? No. No. That's called, you're leaving the store. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's called, party's over, you're fucking done, unless Auntie Jen is here. Then she'll buy you, apparently, whatever you want. But that's not happening. Do you know what I'm saying? You kind of look at those situations as, as a teachable moment, and you say... Here's here's a scenario that we will find ourselves in inevitably. And I will try to to point your memory back to this instance, right? right. And say, hey, remember, remember that kid we saw who was flipping out because he wanted a fucking balloon or something, right? How did that situation turn out for him? You know, how do you think if you were each of those people in that situation, how would you handle it? Do you know what I mean? Right. What would you do? But you, sometimes you just don't um, know. But I think those. No, so, like, you don't that's know. A, of course, nobody that's fucking what, knows. Well, that's it depends on the day what my, I would do. Like that's the, the other thing that I would tell myself is like I said all these, mm-hmm. um, you know, right before I, I became a mom to Ryan, I was like, oh, my God, my kid will never do this. And my kid will never do that. And I like you were always a mom I, to Ryan. Let's be real. You were always a mom to Ryan. Do you mean right. right before you legally, you were able to legally adopt him? Yeah, before I became a mother figure, a mother to, to him. Or I before would say, you met him. Or before I met him. Even with okay. my niece, gotcha. I'd be like, oh my God, I will not do this with my kid. My child gotcha. will not wear this. My child will not eat that. And honestly, yeah. I will say for like three years, because of all of his illnesses and everything, I did really stick to my guns about how, what he ate and mm-hmm. everything. But I was way beyond my myself. Like I, I dressed this kid like he was going to college, you know, interviews or whatever. I don't even yeah, know. This is true. He was he was high, he was <laughs> super super dressed to the nines. I was very judgmental about what you know I put on him and. Right. Um, how I did his hair. Um, and, and now that you have a boy, which you also judged me for, you do mm-hmm. know how important it is when your child's hair and clothes look nice. Um, uh, is Sonny so, is mean, always dressed and barbered very nicely. What, but he is not. First of all, he doesn't even go to a barber. He goes to our hairdresser and she does a fantastic job um, giving him a trim and a cut. But no, my God, we'll go. We'll go a long time without him getting a haircut. And he he ends up he ends up looking like Ryder from fucking Paw Patrol because his hair, if we try I, to style it, it's like, you know, five feet in the air. <laughs> well, that's the style. We do what we can. So. It's, we do what we can. It's maybe not like. The, um, that is the style. We definitely so maybe. don't get super concerned about it and we don't do his hair every day you know for school yeah, we, did. we try to try to put it in place we try to keep it like if he wakes up and it's crazy of course we're gonna fix it you know Had so I, it's not crazy but we're not gonna like professionally fucking style it every day so if i knew what i know like know now i wouldn't mm-hmm. have told myself not to Go that focus crazy. so much on that because now it's like that stuff doesn't matter my no, child's going to school in these disgusting Crocs, folded down, mismatched, ridiculous tube socks, That's t-shirts, like. and a hoodie. <laughs> like, I can't make this up. Yeah, and the it kids doesn't got, matter. 
he's got 45 pairs of brand new sneakers and he's like, I don't know where my Crocs. I'm like, what? Like, you're going to wear your what? I don't wear my Crocs. I'm like, speak. Speak to me. What are you wearing? <laughs> and don't That's tell hilarious. me that your your legs hurt because you play gym mm-hmm. and you're Crocs, my Crocs. <laughs> like, I can't stand those goddamn Crocs. It's hilarious, but it's, you know, that's, I don't know that him being like that as a result of you um, being overly concerned with his appearance when he I'm was not, young. Yeah, I don't think it's a result, but I would have saved myself that stress of Absolutely. The had I known And that's why I'm saying we don't now. go crazy. We don't go crazy with these kids. We really don't. Yeah, I wanted him to, and, and like I said, the pictures are gorgeous. Like every single picture I have of him is like, mm-hmm. you know, there's very, very few. I was He's obsessed. Very styled. And, yeah. you know, and I think I was telling a mom tonight. Um, I really, Ryan's been the same size for like two and a half years. Like in clothes. Mm-hmm. He's gone up and down in weight. Um, mm-hmm. He's really, he's slow to grow, um, which I think is just his, you know, biology. Um, Nothing's wrong with him. Absolutely nothing is wrong with him. He's completely healthy. No. Um, But he's... He'll shoot up out of nowhere. Yeah, he's been in the same size, so he does have quite a few things. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean anything. Like, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would just have, like, eight pairs of shorts, you know, ten shirts, four hoodies, two pairs of shoes. You know, yeah, just because just a, couple, just a few go to's because they outgrow them so fast too. who gives a shit? Well, he had like I'm saying he hasn't outgrown them. But, you know, no, when he wants but something when they're, new, when it's they're, easier when they're it's young. To, yeah. And it's easier to um, start with less and then add yeah. it or replace it than to have, you know, 10,000 things on hand. And if I mm-hmm. could do that all over again, nah, I would. But right. those are what m- me as a mother, you know, basically relationships and appearance, you know, yeah. really relationships matter way more than your appearance. That's what I learned. Yep. yep. And those are the yeah. And I think those I think those are good points. I really do. Um, It's it's tough. It's honestly tough to look back and say, OK, of the things that I didn't know. What do I wish I knew sooner? Because I don't necessarily wish I knew them sooner. Right. Does now. that make sense? Right. Yeah. The things I know now, I don't necessarily wish I knew them sooner. There were some things I knew, um, some ways that I knew I wanted to parent, right? Going into parenting, right? So I said, right. you know, I would go um, shopping and I use Sophia as an example, obviously, because, um, Keep in mind, my my wife and I have opposite schedules. So I get home. She's day mom. I get home from work. I work during the day. I get home at night. I'm night mom. So Soph and I, we we would go out and do our shopping and stuff. And she was just a baby. Just say she was six months, right? This was before COVID. So you could like go out with a baby and and do fun things. Um, But she'd be in the shopping cart and I'd be walking around Target you know, talking to her and asking her questions and blah, 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 and pretending like, you know, basically a conversation you would have with yourself, but out loud, or you would have with another person. Do you know what I mean? Another adult 
if they were there with you. And and people would walk by and laugh. You know what I mean? And they'd walk by and they're right. like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, are you on the phone? No, I'm talking to my child. What the fuck are you talking about? She's sitting right in front of me in the car. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but they were like, that's hilarious. Like that you talk to her like she's an adult. And I'm like, how was that? How is that weird? Like, that shouldn't be weird. That that should be the normal. But it always stood out to people. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not the only person I know who does this. I've seen other parents do, I it, do too. it, too. But it's funny because, yeah. And it's like, I've always talked to my kids. Not that I've expected them to understand as much as an adult does, right? Um, or to even understand what I'm saying half the time. But once they start learning, you know, once they even start learning um, to speak... And they'll be listening and listening and listening and, you know, responding as well as they can. And they'll, and you'll say something and you'll go, you know what? I, I found myself doing this um, with Soph at a certain point. I would stop and I would say, do you know what that means? Do you know what I mean when I say that? And sometimes she'd be like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, let me explain it to you. You know what I mean? Because you're not learning right, unless right. I'm explaining it to you. But it, it was, you know, those teachable moments you look for. Right. And I kind of always knew um, going into being a parent that I would talk to my kids like they were uh, not my equals because I'm not that mom who's, oh, I'm going to be best friends with my kid. No, I'm going to be friends with you. You still have to respect me like I'm I'm your parent because I am. Um, But to speak to them like they are, uh, like you respect them. Right. And and that's very similar. I have a very Mm -hmm. similar approach. Um, before I moved with Chrissy, I did live by myself with Ryan. So I was a single Mm -hmm. mom for four years and Ryan was, I talked to him just like I'm talking to you. I mean, obviously. Right. Yep. Different. Obviously. Topics. Different. But I never changed my voice. I never. Yeah. Talk to them like babies and. But I do have a loving tone that I do change a little bit, but that's like, sure, I want to come give me a, like you, you have it too, but like I would yep. change my tone, but never the way I spoke to him. But um, it's funny because, you know, you'd be walking around like, what do you think of this? And like, and I'm reading shampoo labels and I'm like, well, this, you know, it says it's this, but we know it's not, you know what I mean? And people are laughing because I'm like, that's a, yeah, that so I would more. But that's so, also why my. That's also why when we say kids mirror you, you know, in the way you act. That's also why. Yeah. Uh, that my yeah. kids are the way they are, and they say funny shit. They do <laughs> about random be- things. But do you know every single dinosaur name? You do. Um, Dina does not. Yeah, do I know more than Dina about it? I don't know, but you know what? She's got me on space. She's got me on space yeah. for sure. Um, she knows a lot more about space than I do. Deanna's um, kids know so every single. They know every single dinosaur name there is. Yeah. I, I I go over there and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what's a gigantic source? Like, I thought it was like a cartoon. I never heard of that. A giganotosaurus. Yeah, they're a million dinosaur breed. Like so. Even some of the books that we read them or some of the shows, you know, the dino shows that they watch and stuff to learn more, we're, we're still learning new ones because there are so many. There seems to be an infinite number. But yes, they are uh, very aware, which is a Gemini trait, by the way. It's well, a Gemini. Well, definitely not all an Aquarius of, trait. 
all three of my children are fucking Gemini's. So, oh my God, God help me. Um, they are brilliant. But Gemini's are, they they tend to um, latch on to a, a subject of interest and want to learn everything about it. And if that doesn't explain all three of my kids, Sophia with space, Isa with the human body, and Sunny with dinosaurs. If that doesn't explain yeah. the three of them, I don't know what does. That's it's crazy. 100% correct. Like if I need to know mm-hmm. any. I actually learned something when I was reading about the uh, gastro. What is it called? <laughs> the gastro system. What do you. <laughs> Gastroenterology. Like the digestive system? Yeah, when when I would Yeah, I had to read the book. Ethan must have thought mm-hmm. I was a complete idiot. I didn't know <laughs> I've never read some of these words <laughs> in my life. <laughs> but she was so patient with me. And um she is like That's a brilliant hilarious. little digestive doctor at this point. She knows she everything is. about the human body. Um mm-hmm. it, and I honestly and she's three. and it's it's, it's interesting because um, you say that in Ryan, I believe he's an Aries, and oh no, is, yeah. When's like his he birthday? And I are <gasps> April thirteenth. No, he's not an Aries. What is he? Thank God he's yes, not he an is. Aries. No, no, he's an Aries. Yes. yes, is he? No. Yes. Let's see. Oh my God, he is. <gasps> he is. Yeah, I know my oh, kids. Oh no, Jen, Jen, you're screwed. What do you know about Aries, Aries are, that I don't know? Aries are the babies of the zodiac. So if you were to liken them to a, a dog, they would be a Chihuahua. They're very quick to react, and they're like scrappy, like always ready to fight. They're the babies of the zodiac. They can't manage their emotions. They're very quick I mean, to anger, quick to everything. Oh, yeah. He's not very, he, he wouldn't fight. But let me tell mm-hmm. you something. He cries on a dime, man. Yeah. yeah. He strikes out at baseball. It is just nonstop tears. Like, very, very competitive. Yeah, I, think, I think it's an aversion his- to managing emotions for Aries. Aries is one of those yeah. deal breaker signs for me. If, I, if somebody I was dating were an Aries or a Taurus, I'm fucking gone. Gone. Well, your, well, your friend <laughs> is a Taurus. Um, and I would never Next date door. her. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's so and funny I, because my mom actually, is a Taurus. My sister's a Taurus. It's they're too fucking much. And I'm it's not for my personality to live with to to spend the rest of my life with somebody. It's just it's it's just not a good match. I'm a cancer. You, it's not a good match. I know you're a cancer. And if you look up compatibility, mm-hmm. Aquarians and cancers are very compatible we're both water signs look at us no i'm an air sign and you're a water sign oh that's so stupid that's that does no they complement each other how is aquarius not a fucking water sign right but listen okay we can we remember when we used to have that psychic friend that would talk to us about how how is scorpio a water sign anyway the psychic friend, yes. Remember Deb. Who would talk to us. So she said, we are compatible, especially on the full moon. Well, if you do mm. some research and you see why, we are more compatible 
on a full moon than any other signs. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So Chrissy's a Virgo. Yeah, so is Dina. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Not ideal for either of us. Both gold stars. (laughs) They're both gold stars. So (laughs) they're both gold stars. Wonder if that has something to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Think about it. Aren't Virgos perfectionists? They are. Ah. So they they definitely weren't settling for sex with a man. That's for goddamn sure. And they are very the like very um focused on tasks mm-hmm. um mm. once they're set to it. So organized and yeah, obsessive yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or it ruins their Special. entire mood if something goes wrong. Mm. One thing goes wrong and it's like um That yeah. sounds about right. You know what's yeah. interesting? Because lesbians are obsessed with with um, Zodiac, right? In general. Yeah. The signs, right. the, the three big signs. Everybody's, you know, what are yours? These are my deal breakers. These are the ones I'm most compatible with. And I will not consider anyone who is not one of these signs, right? Lesbians right. are really, really hyper-focused, or a lot of them, right? We're generalizing, of course. Uh, a lot of them are hyper-focused on... The Zodiac, which is really interesting. So my deal breakers are Sagittarius. Okay. Do you know my other one? Mm, I'm going to go. Pisces. Come on. No. Really? Leo. Leo. Oh, Leo. I can't. Leo's they a just are not one. compatible for me. I'm not compatible with. No, Anybody they're very I've showy. Ever... Mm-hmm. Leos are very showy, a little bit more proud, a little bit more pompous. Not all of them, but they're no. I'm underlying... pointing out no. Yeah, I'm pointing out the 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 negative just... qualities. Of course, they have positive as well. They do, but even their positive qualities just don't align with mine. Yeah, like my needs. We need to get someone uh, who's a astrology expert on the show if anybody has any ideas if anybody has any any ideas send them our way oh my god because i think this is um i'm actually gonna get i've really been looking at it and i want to get a couple books that i've really been interested in Um, and one of them's about astrology yeah relationships Hmm. not not necessarily romantic relationships but um how you know astrology plays into your everyday mm-hmm. and i do think that um like especially queer astrology mm-hmm. and i know that's weird but um lesbians and bisexual women in particular mm-hmm. are very aware and very hyper aware of astrology and yeah, that's what we're saying. It's it, ridiculous. Right. No, I know. But what I'm saying is that they find, they dig very, very deep. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. it may differ from, you know, heterosexual relationships. And sure, yet to have absolutely. found anything that really highlights 
um, queer relationships. Mm. Um, it's more so just like basic, like blanket style. All right. Compares. We'll get one. We'll find one very Let's easily. Try to find somebody. Okay. All right. Well, on that mm-hmm. note, wrap up. On that note, next... yes. Thank you again for joining us today. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll have. Release, we can release some of our surprise guests, maybe. Maybe we'll start with the next episode interviewing one of our awesome guests. So, something to look forward yep. to for sure. Maybe. We'll see if they're uh, available still. But, all right. Exactly. Bye. Uh, enjoy your week, everyone. Thanks again. Bye.